Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 325. We're looking at Acts chapter 28, verses 1 through 6. Let's read our passage. Once safely ashore, we then learned that the island was called Malta. The local people showed us extraordinary kindness. They lit a fire and took us all in, since it was raining and cold. As Paul gathered a bundle of brushwood and put it on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself on his hand. When the local people saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to one another, This man, no doubt, is a murderer. Even though he has escaped the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But he shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no harm. They expected that he would begin to swell up or suddenly drop dead. After they waited a long time and saw nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. Well, Paul and uh, the 276 total people who were on the ship have made it safely ashore on the island of Malta. They had this two-week time in a terrible storm blown across the Mediterranean Sea where they weren't able to see stars or sun for for two weeks straight. They were getting beat to smithereenies out in the the ocean. They uh, thought they were going to die. All hope was lost. But an angel appeared to Paul and said, you're going to be delivered safely. Everyone on the ship will, in fact. And they were. They crashed. They uh, shipwrecked on a sandbar in a bay. And then were able to all make it safely ashore. So we pick it up here in chapter 28, verse 1. Once safely ashore, we then learned the island was called Malta. Now, this last part of Acts, this particular part on the island of Malta, there's some things that cause all kinds of debate. And that's where, well, it's interesting to look at them and study them, uh, even analyze them. Make sure we don't get our eyes off the main meaning here and get caught up in, in controversies and things that, frankly, we just don't know. Begin with, the island is called Malta. Well, the actual Greek word used here is Melita. Melita is actually Greek for honey sweet. And most everybody agrees that's the name of the island of Malta. Now, Malta comes from a Phoenician word because the people of Malta come from a Phoenician descent and had their own language. They spoke a dialect of the Phoenician language. And the capital city of Malta was Melita, and then it became known for the whole island. Trouble is, there's another island called Melita, and it's in the Adriatic Sea. It's right off the western coast of Croatia. And because of this and some other things we'll get into, there's debate over which island are they really on. Are they really on what we know now as Malta? Or are they on what the, the island called Melita? Trouble is, the island Melita up in the Adriatic Sea, where Luke did tell us they were crossing the Adriatic Sea, but as I said, earlier, at that time, the Ionian Sea we know today was called the Adriatic Sea. The Adriatic Sea we know today was the Bay of Adria. And it would be hard 
to see how the wind could actually get them there because they would have had to make a turn to the north and scoot up between Greece and Italy into the Adriatic Sea. Perhaps it could have happened. We don't know. But most everybody accepts that this is what we now know to be the modern island of Malta. So Luke tells us we we learned the island was called Malta. Now verse 2, the local people showed us extraordinary kindness. They lit a fire and took us all in since it was raining and cold. Now Luke tells us they showed us extraordinary kindness, meaning they really went out of the way to take these strangers, 276 of them, who've been washed up on the beach here and, and took them all in and took care of them. And, and they're, they're wet, they're cold, they're sick, they're uh, beat up, they're in rough shape, but the people took them in and were very kind to them. The Maltese people, like I said, are of a Phoenician extraction and they have their own dialect of the Phoenician language. And interesting, uh, it gets translated local people because that's what Luke means. But the word Luke actually used here is barbarian. And when they use the word barbarian, it's not the way we use the word barbarian. We use the word barbarian as the opposite of civilized. You have civilized people and you've got barbarians. It was more a language issue. The, the Greek and Romans viewed people that didn't speak Latin or Greek as barbarians, and the the word barbarian is it's onomatopoeia, which means the word sounds like what it means, and bar 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 is kind of what you hear from somebody who speaks an unintelligible language. So barbarians more referring to their language versus their behavior. So Luke says the barbarians showed us extraordinary kindness lit a fire and took us all in since it was raining and cold. Verse 3, as Paul gathered a bunch of brushwood and put it on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself on his hand. So snakes kind of lie still when they get cold and then they warm up, they start moving around. So uh, this is the uh, other big point of contention here in this section, the snake. Because the word echindra means viper. It doesn't just mean any old snake. It specifically means vipers. It occurs five times in the New Testament. Four of those are in the Gospels where Jesus says, you brood of vipers. All other four places that that occurs, it's where it's being used as you brood of vipers. That's this word. And so it does mean viper. And a viper is a poisonous snake. The problem is there's no poisonous snakes in Malta. And so you have some, well, things they wrestle with here. Okay, there's no poisonous snakes on Malta. There's no record of ever being poisonous snakes on Malta. Now, does that mean there never were poisonous snakes on Malta? It's hard to say. Some argue that that's a reason to go with the Melita Island in the Adriatic Sea off the coast of Croatia because there are poisonous snakes. There are a lot of them and they're very problematic. But that's not to say there never have been poisonous snakes on Malta. Verse 4, when the local people, the barbarians, saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to one another, 
This man, no doubt, is a murderer. Even though he's escaped the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. So this is part of the whole understanding of this. The locals thought it was a poisonous snake, and if there are no poisonous snakes on this island, they wouldn't think it was a poisonous snake. So that's where I have to say, it's a poisonous snake. Because some people want to explain this, say, well, it probably wasn't a poisonous snake, and fastened on his hand, it was a constrictor. That, uh, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense. The, the locals know what snakes are around. If they think it's a poisonous snake, well, maybe they were mistaken and it really wasn't a poisonous snake. But if there are no poisonous snakes on the island, they wouldn't think, oh, that must be a poisonous snake. So it was, in, in my understanding of this, it was a poisonous snake. Now, whether they're on the island of Malta or another island, you really can't say. But that's not the point. The point is not which island they're on. The point is that Paul was bit by a poisonous snake and the locals said, He's going to die. So even though he's escaped the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. Now, the word that gets translated justice here is the word DK, which is the Greek goddess of justice. And so they wouldn't be going along with the Greek goddess, but that's the word that Luke uses because that's what Luke understands is a, a pagan goddess of justice is, is DK. And so whatever their goddess of justice was, Luke just uses the Greek word for the goddess of justice. So they're not thinking, you know, the, the cosmic idea of justice, of, of fate. They're, they're understanding how the gods are at work here. And so he must be a murderer here because the goddess of justice has struck him down with this snake. Verse 5. But he shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no harm. They expected that he would begin to swell up or suddenly drop dead. After they waited a long time and saw nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. So Paul is bitten by this poisonous snake, and the locals see this and say, well, obviously, you know, justice is at work here, and even though he has survived this shipwreck, you can't outrun justice, and so he's been bitten by a snake. But he doesn't die. And so they say, well, apparently the gods aren't out to get him. He must be a god himself. And one thing interesting here, it's different than other accounts like this. Remember back in uh, chapter 14 in Lystra, they had a miraculous healing, and the local people called Paul and Barnabas gods, they said that Barnabas was Zeus and Paul was Hermes and other places like that where they would uh, want to worship Paul. He always corrected them and said, no, we're not gods. No, don't worship us. We don't see any correction here. Now, that's not to say it didn't happen. Luke just didn't record it. Similarly, we don't see any evangelism going on on the island. And again, that's not to say it didn't happen. Luke just doesn't record it because this we have to understand what's the theme here? What's the story that Luke is telling? This isn't so much travel log to tell us about the island of Malta. This is showing God's supernatural protection of Paul to get him to Rome, just as God has delivered the entire crew and passengers of the ship to Malta. 
in order to get Paul to Rome supernaturally. God is protecting Paul from this potentially fatal snake bite, and it's all to protect Paul to get Paul to Rome. Well, there's, there's things here that are easily distracting, and what island really is it, and what kind of snake really is this? The narrative that Luke is following here is to, the main theme is what God is doing. God is protecting Paul. God is delivering Paul. The interaction with the, the local people is kind of secondary. Luke mentions that they were, they were very nice people. They took good care of us. But the point that Luke's driving home here is God's at work because God is getting Paul to Rome. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.